Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. September 1st, 2020. Playing in the Liberty Bell. Treason. The Birds of Walmart. Pink Cadillacs. And Zombie Movies. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello and Rabbit Rabbit. Do you know what Rabbit Rabbit is? I have no idea. You are supposed to, according to lore and tradition, say Rabbit Rabbit first thing on the first day of every month for good luck. I believe this is an old British custom. Sounds like something the British might make up. Yep. September 1st, hello, and Rabbit Rabbit. holding back a litany of terribly unkind things. <laughs> because I'm, I'm trying to live that life of gratitude and goodness and advance. Yes. So, there's no need in me bringing in negative commentary, of which my mind is a storehouse. <laughs> Gotta reshape that thing a little bit. Yes. It is September 1st. Happy Knowledge and Literature Day. If you're listening from Armenia. You know what? Thank you, Armenia. Yeah. We need more Knowledge and Literature Days around the world, I think. Even just one. Would be good. Yeah. Would be an improvement. Just to act like it's a celebratory thing to have yeah. some some knowledge and some literature. Get some knowledge, read some literature. If it ain't on Facebook, I don't read it. <laughs> oh, man. It's That's, funny, but it's uh, sad. It's sad. Is also true. Yeah. All right. All right. What happened? September 1st, 1752, mm-hmm. the Liberty Bell arrives in Philadelphia. Now, you have in the notes it's broken. It's broken. It's unclear if it was broken when it <laughs> arrived. We are very poor students of U.S. history. We've, we've really nailed that. I've, I've heard this history, and it feels like there was a problem during casting... Yes. Undoubtedly related oh, to yeah. temperatures and metal purities and right. some of that. And 
Yeah. I feel like that has been a like a moral lesson yeah. into some, yeah. you know, either sermons or teaching or something. Yes, that feels correct. About the Liberty Bell and why it's broken and cracked. I played in the Liberty Bell. Well, I mean, I coached. I didn't actually play. I coached a game in the Liberty Bell. In the Liberty Bell or the Liberty Bowl? The Liberty Bell itself. The Liberty Bell Bowl. It is the Liberty Bowl, but the symbol for the Liberty Bowl is the Liberty Bell. It's very confusing. I felt like it fit better if I called it the Liberty yes, Bell. Yes, 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 yes. All right. By the way, we kicked the crap out of Colorado State. Yes, we did. And yeah. that was such a fun trip. Anybody anybody from there, just enjoy the fact that uh, we handled you. Yes, that's right. <laughs> What's it feel like to get beaten by a bunch of frogs? By a bunch of purple-wearing frogs. That's right. Okay, well, moving ahead into history. 1807, my friend, Aaron Burr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love Aaron Burr. Your love- protege? Yeah, exactly. I love Aaron Burr as is portrayed in the musical Hamilton. The actual historical figure, I'm a little ambivalent about. But Aaron Burr is acquitted of charges of plotting, get this, to set up an empire. Mm-hmm. Which, if we're going to speak more plainly, he is acquitted from treason. Yeah, yeah. So, Aaron Burr, you old scoundrel, you always had something up your sleeve. My word. Come on, Aaron. And you murdered Alexander Hamilton. It's probably deserved. <gasps> How what? very dare you. Okay, we, we, we weren't better, there. We better go ahead. Well, 18... Why? Don't rush me. I'm sorry. If this ends up being a two-hour episode... About how much you don't like Aaron Burr or Alexander Hamilton. Who cares? <laughs> this is our conversation. Okay. Do you rush through our conversations? Do you, are you on meds? Are you needing to get to the cabinet? What's both, happening? Both of those. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, breathe in with some good and... Hmm, out with some bad. Just just hang out with me. I'm here. I don't have many friends. Okay. Meg. <laughs> I, if like, that is your name. I would venture to say you have hundreds more friends than you even know the names of. Uh, that reminds me of a Joe Diffie song. I think it was Joe Diffie. I'm in love with a waitress. I don't even know her name. <laughs> I think it is Joe Diffie. That's a good song. It's a good song. Yes. Anyway, 1887. Emil, I'm guessing this is... Berliner. Uh, it probably has some accent funk on it that I don't know because this is a long time ago when people would have been much more closely rooted to their homeland. But Certainly. In any event, he filed and received patent for the lateral cut flat disc gramophone. Great name, right? Mm-hmm. It's a record player, jackass. Let's just calm it down a little bit. It's a record player. <laughs> Look, in the in the olden days, in the days of yore, they liked to use as many words as they possible. They did. They did. To it's describe very it. descriptive. Yes. Yes. Look, plotting to set up an empire, I mean, that says a lot more than treason does. And lateral oh, it's cut, true. flat disc gramophone. I mean, come on. Yeah, he was really concerned. And this is, it's poor salesmanship. Yeah. But he's not a salesman. He's an inventor, plainly. Sure. But it's poor salesmanship because he is advertising his strength as the other person's. He's he's doing it by looking at their stuff. Oh. Well, see, ours is lateral cut and flat oh, instead of the okay. cylinders, right? Yes. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. We've never had a record player in our home. Are you interested in having one? We have had one. It has never been hooked up. We no longer have one. Okay. Because I had one in college. I got the old, like, home stereo multi-component stack 
of stuff. Okay. And amongst the things on that was both a dual cassette player so that you could record your cassettes, though those were already pretty much out. Mm-hmm. Um, you could record from CD to cassette, which oh feels like the backwards thing you'd want to do. And then I also had a, a turntable on top, and you could record from record to cassette. Nothing to CD. Where was this? Uh, the the record player never got set up with the rest of the stuff because it was just more wires and okay. stuff, and we had no records. Yeah. So it sat on a shelf and collected dust until we threw all that garbage out. Was this in your parents' home, in your dorm room? How, why do I have no recollection of this? I believe it came into our first few homes oh in gosh. storage. That's funny. Never came out of a box. Well, now I'm regretful, and I want a record player now. So. Well, there, there is a whole group of people that would insist it is the best audio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Okay. Um, 1954. I don't know how awesome this is, but it is a thing anyway. So Paul Bear Bryant, he is a famous football coach. Now, most famously recognized, I think, or, or more, more recent in his life, he's dead now, recognized as being coached Alabama, but he began, uh, got, got his fame in Junction, Texas. Oh, Started coaching there, and he, he became infamous because of a 10-day football mini camp that he put on. It reached legis- legendary status. It was effectively their, their kind of their two-a-days thing. Okay, yeah. And famous because Junction, Texas is a warm place. Yeah. And you're talking about the summer months. And yeah. And he would put those guys through hours of practice with no water to make them tough. Oh, my gosh, I hate it, and it's I hate him now. preposterous having coached now. And in this modern era, to yeah. say, oh, he's celebrated for that. If you did that today, you would serve prison time right. for it. So to me, it's pretty asinine, but it's a thing. And there is a book called The Junction Boys and a TV series about it as well. And certainly the celebration factor, if there is one, is helping like like a good coach would do, not saying he was one, but like a good coach would do, like a good parent would do, is you're helping people to do something tough that they couldn't do without some encouragement. Helping them do what they can do that they don't believe they can do. Okay, that's fair. I get that. I really do. And that's an awesome thing. And I think it's awesome that in some ways the football machine has evolved to a point where those types of practices are not... Kicking and screaming the whole way. Yeah, definitely. I can remember, gosh, it had to have been... 2001 or two, that was officially the end of real two a days. Started scaling back, and they uh, thankfully they had the the foresight. They being the NCAA, right, had the foresight to not institute all the changes at once, or there would have been a mutiny oh, like sure. no one's ever seen. Sure, sure. And so it scaled in over the course of several years. Uh, but yeah, it, it was such a bizarre thing because. I had grown up, both high school and college, well, even junior high, uh, participating in real live two-a-days. I can remember in college, we practiced three hours in the morning and two in the afternoon. And it it was literally a race to get back from the first practice 
to eat and then to see if you could, by chance, drink enough water to replenish everything that you'd sweated out, yeah. which was oftentimes uh, beyond, well beyond a gallon and a half of water oh that you're trying gosh. to force down. And Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't the coolest thing in retrospect, but it wasn't because there were two practices. It was because coaches were kind of knuckleheads. Yeah. So rather than educating coaches, right. they just limited the practices. Yeah. Well, that's probably the easier test. Probably make, easier. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in the same year, 1954, the movie Rear Window is released. This is another one of the gems by Alfred Hitchcock. It stars James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart. Yes. Right? Yes. James Stewart and Grace Kelly. Yes. Yep. Who was smoking hot in her day. Back in the day. Yes. Lighten it up. Lighten up the screen. Yeah, that's a good movie. I can remember... Uh, so sick with some. Anytime we were sick as kids, we got parked in front of the television with VCR tapes. Mm -hmm. And I can remember somehow we got hands on the Hitchcock collection. I don't know if I had chicken pox or what was going on, but had something and, and watched through that. Speaking of, and I know I'm dragging out a lot of this conversation. That's okay. Subconsciously, it's probably because you wanted to speed it, it up. Probably so. Yesterday evening. Okay. After dinner. Yeah. I had to run over to the local Walmarts. Yes. When I came out mm -hmm. from my very unsatisfactory trip yeah. in general, there had to have been 500 plus dirty ass nasty birds <gasps> that had descended upon the parking lot. Ugh. And as I walked towards the car, it, I had to go through the middle of this multitude of disease-ridden disgusting wow. animals and they were <laughs> fluttering oh up gosh, around no. me <laughs> as I walked. It's a I miracle it. I didn't get pooped mm -hmm. on any of the things and two of them so brave at the end they wouldn't even get off the top of the car when I got in. I'm trusting they flew off as I started the car and left. Wow so like a scene from the birds yes it sounds like yes and how terrifying is that it literally gave me a cold shiver. I hated it. Fine. I hated it. Yeah I bet. I bet. Oh. Not awesome. I don't like birds anyway. I don't either. I frankly do not like birds. Yeah. Except owls. <laughs> well, yeah. But they're different. Well, and also, I like owls more in concept than in application. Mm -hmm. I don't want an owl in our backyard. Although they are very fascinating to watch. They are. Okay. Well, also fascinating. 1956, Elvis Presley, our boy, bought his mother a pink Cadillac. You know he did. Yeah. It's a good son. That's right. It's a good choice. I expect one of my three sons at some point to buy me a vehicle. <laughs> you don't you were you don't want pink? I was gonna say pink Cadillac and then buy I was like, you no, a, why? A used Mary Kay yeah, exactly. La Saber that's or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it'll be. I'll drive it into my twilight years. Nice. Well, this is a this is a an exceptionally big day. Going back to 1978, mm -hmm. this is the premiere in Torino of horror film Dawn of the Dead, okay. written and directed by George A. Romero. This is the classic zombie flick. It is about a group of survivors who take refuge in a suburban Milwaukee shopping mall. If it sounds familiar but you didn't think it was that old, it's because there was a remake in 2004 
I, I I think I've seen it. The only actor I remember by name that was in it was Ving Rhames. Oh. And I only remembered that because I remembered his name from being in Mission Impossible oh. something. Yeah. Going down the cinema trivia yeah. trail today. Um, I have to have weird reasons and things to remember a name. Whatever your process, I'm glad you remembered names. That's remarkable. It's a good flick, though. It's a good uh, flick. I've not seen either. I don't watch or if participate you, in zombie culture. If you A, like zombie stuff. Yeah. If you B, know full well that the zombie apocalypse will occur in our lifetime and nope. you would like some help Mm-mm. preparing, at least mentally, Mm-mm. these are good things to consume. I don't... I enjoy all manner of supernatural and fantasy and that whole genre science fiction, which I feel like zombie is kind of at the intersection of science fiction and supernatural because... It's usually a scientific event. Exactly. Um, I have an inward revulsion toward zombie, any kind of media. Well, I know what I'm going to be for Halloween. (laughs) If you dressed up for Halloween, your children would be so thrilled and I would, in my heart... My heart would expand to allow the zombiness to happen just because it would make our kids so happy. What if I had dressed up like a pro wrestler and just wore a little bikini bottom that would make and some calf-high boots? The twins would be thrilled. They probably would. I'd probably also get thrown out of the neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> All right. 1989. We've got, we've got a lot of film situations we happening do. today. We it's do. It's a very film-rich time. film-rich day, September 1st. 1989, Michael Moore, the famous, or some might say infamous, documentarian and provocateur, premieres his very first documentary, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, this is his first one. Roger and Me, he premieres it at the Telluride Film Festival, and if you are a fan of Michael Moore's works, his many documentaries, always provoking people and getting people to react and think, I think is his main thing. Yeah, yeah. You might recognize it again. It's his first documentary, and that was 1989. 1989. Are you familiar with this one at all? No. I, I skimmed briefly, and I'll try to recall. Roger, I believe, was the first name of the CEO of General Motors. Oh. And this documentary is about the impact that his decisions had to close down plants in and around Flint, Michigan, had on the area. Okay. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I've never watched a single Michael Moore documentary. I know that he has a lot in a lot uh, of them pull on threads that are controversial. Yes. His approach is certainly controversial, but yeah, interesting, 1989. So he's been making documentaries for a long time. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, originally lost in 1912. Today in 1985, the wreck site of the Titanic was found. 1985. I actually feel like just now when I said that, I feel like I'm Remember that Christopher Walken skit? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I mean, touch yes. someone and have a jolt of knowledge. Yes. 1985, I feel like, do you remember in elementary school that there was like, we, you, you suddenly started having units of like learning about the Titanic and I feel like there was like scholastic. Yeah, you get the, the, the little periodical yes. things that Thank they handed you. out every, well, was what? it every month? Every month, every week, it depends on how much money your school yeah, had, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I usually went to the poor schools, so we only have every month, I think. But, um, yes, they're like the little readers, the little student newspaper things. Yes, yes. I remember this being an event in 1985, the, the finding of the wreck site of the Titanic. 
Do you think it is a coincidence that also today, but in the year 1998, the movie Titanic goes on sale in North America? I think that is some bold and savvy marketing. It's a shame that it took, what did I say, 1998 is when that happened? So Uh we're talking about 22 years ago. I finally now realize the brilliance of their marketing ploy. (laughs) That is really good marketing Yeah, perhaps they could have been a little more blatant about things. I don't know. Listen, September 1998, you were coaching football. Uh, We were... We were newly yep. married, yep, and so we were heading into a not great season, yep. So you did not know or care about the movie Titanic in that moment in time. Was that your? I can't remember our time at at that university. Yeah, we never won more than four games in a season. In a season, yeah. There were two seasons. We were there what four coaching and sure. two playing or something. Yeah, uh, I think there were two seasons where we won four. There were a couple where we won three, one where we won two, and then there was one year in the mix. We had hired a guy whose name was Tom Cruise, but yep. not Tom Cruise the actor. Not the good one. And the last not name the was actually one. Cruise. There was a uh in yes. between. And he was equally crazy. Yeah. Um, he's one of these cats that would get out the shower in the locker room and throw one leg up on the bench and then dry his... As man parts for in a very extended amount of time and preferably in close locale to another human. It was a scarring event. And he was old. He was old. Um, we would go every evening after practice, we'd go up to the school cafeteria and grab a quick bite. And quite often ended up sitting by Coach Cruz with a few other folks. And as that season went on, and we weren't winning a game, winning a game. He he started around week three or four. He'd made this the statement, "I'll never, I've never gone over. I've never had a winless season, and I never will. Because if we get to the last game and we haven't won yet, I'll kill myself." Holy Moses! Well, I'll be damned if we didn't win a single game that season. And he did not kill himself. Thank goodness, or that would have been a story I left out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that was. A very, uh... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I don't think you can even call that character building. That was a character depleting year. Character destroyed. Yeah. It really was. Just loss after loss. And bless your heart. You know, a lot of people do think you're this indifferent stoic and, mm-hmm. and that you have... There's... 
little heartbeat on the inside. But the truth is... There's a raging inferno inside. Well, there's a raging inferno of optimism is that the too. thing. That too. You truly, truly would go into every game. And I don't care if we were at Little Podunk School where we went or TCU, Texas State. Every single game, you're like, we can win this. We're yeah. going to win this. And we could have. And we could have. If it <laughs> If only your career weren't resting on the shoulders of 18 right. to 21 year old young I'm, men. I'm thankful tremendously that we got away from that place and went on to enjoy some very yes. phenomenal success. That was a whole side trail that had nothing to do yes. with the Titanic. True, You're welcome. True. <laughs> well, today, 1923, is the birthday of Rocky Marciano. Mm-hmm. He would become the world heavyweight boxing champion, and to date he is the only heavyweight champ in history to retire having won every fight in his professional career. That is a major accomplishment. And it wasn't like it was a small number of fights. I think it was like 45 or 49 Mm -hmm. uh, as a four or five year period where he sat at the top. Yeah. Absolute king of the jungle. You know, this may be a surprise to many people. Um, you like boxing? I like boxing. I love boxing. I wouldn't say I fully love it, but we've watched many boxing matches, not mm-hmm. in person together, but we've watched many on TV and I find it to be fascinating. I'm not, I'm, that doesn't like read like something that would, I would be interested in and I don't go seeking it out and I don't know who like the names are and all of that. But if we're watching a boxing match, I will just sit there and be fully engaged and watch it. Yeah. You always know the people's backstories. Which, I mean, I feel like the promoters around yeah, the yeah. events do a good job of really hyping up the backstory. But I find that to even add more interest. And, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed by human uh, physical skill. Yeah. Just when you see somebody that is, they've won the genetic lottery. Yeah. That's it's fascinating to me to watch those people move, yep. and then especially comparatively to someone who did not, they're still a very gifted person. They work their tail off, all of that. But once you you match those two up, you can tell pretty quickly into the into the bout. Oh, this unless unless the other guy gets lucky, this is going one direction. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well, also celebrating her birthday today is Cuban-American Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter Gloria Estefan. Cannot box for anything. <laughs> 1957, her birthday. Yes. So she's, she's still turning out the, the music, I'm pretty sure. At least writing, At I least guess. writing, yeah. yes, for sure. I love Gloria Estefan music. Is there a specific song of hers that comes to mind or no? Wait, hang on. I just had it in my mind. Turn the beat around. Yep. Yep, yep. We did. We performed that in show choir yes, in high school. Yes, you did. You had glee fingers. Glee fingers, jazz hands, sequins, red lipstick, the whole thing. Nice. It was quite the performance. It was not very uh, choreographically advanced, which well, is why a bunch of white kids you in do, Oklahoma can you do, do it. You do what you can with what you got. That's right. That's right. Okay, so 1999, Ty Warner. Is Ty Warner a person? Um, a I believe it is a company okay. named after a person one named or Ty. more persons. Yes. <laughs> In 1999, right before the turn of the millennium, Ty Warner Toys comes out and says, you know what, we're going to retire those Beanie Babies. 
Beanie Babies being the hot collector item from the 90s. So many people hanging on to those Beanie Babies because they were going to be worth something That's someday, right. baby. Just save them up. Don't even take them out of the package and you better not let That's the little right. tie tag come off None of your ear. Screw your baseball cards. Give me the Beanie Babies. Yeah, well, there was such a public outrage about that that Ty Warner changed their mind. They're like, okay. Yep. Still, still making them, right? Yeah, I think so. We have not a few, not just a few Beanie Babies in our house right now. Do we really? Yeah, if I'd known eight. that, I'd have made sure the dogs had good toys. Well, the dogs do love them. AJ yeah. has um, a, a handful of them. She finds them to be fascinating. Did too. you have a few? Oh, yeah. I think I, sure. I think Mom bought one for me and my... You know what? It's not. It's not worth. <laughs> it's not. It's not worth it. It's not. Mom bought one. It sat on display in my room. Okay. Well, I have a, I have a parallel story. Okay. My mother bought. My mom bought you one. No. <laughs> made you display it in your room. No, this is before I met you. Shortly before well, I met you. That wouldn't stop her. <laughs> Shortly before I met you, when I went through sorority rush and pledged Chi Omega as a freshman, yes. my mom did buy me the owl beanie baby and gave it to me at some point, and I, I can remember. I kept that owl beanie baby for a long time because my mother had bought it for me and I proudly displayed it. Yeah. In fact, we probably had it until we had kids and kids have a way of not caring about the yeah. investment value right. of Thai beanie right. babies. There goes the tag. Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly what happened. All right. Well, in 1998, okay, today was the release of, in the U.S., mm -hmm. Harry Potter and... The Sorcerer's Stone. Yes, the book. The book. The book, not the movie. Not the film. This is the book that we're talking about. Is there about. a difference between movie and film? I like to say film because I have an, a degree in English and okay. I took a class in American film. So it's not a flat cut digital <laughs> gramophone. gramophone thing. It's just a film. I mean, I think that most, I think that words are interchangeable. Ultimately. Okay, well, I don't like to use wrong words. Well, I know. Words but, are important. Uh, if I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, remember, we've talked about this briefly, that Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was released as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. In Britain, uh, they didn't think that the U.S. kids could handle. Yeah, philosophy's a little right? hoity-toity for us. So they went the magic route with Sorcerer's Stone, and it took off too much aplomb. A plum is not a word that you use very often, but I just That's did it. solid. Okay. That's solid. Well, in the year 2000, so we made it through the Y2K scare, right? We're, we're into the year 2000. The FBI arrests Mark Jacob. Good old Mark Jacob. Never, I don't recall this at all. No. But uh, using the internet, which was still a... A baby, a baby at the time. A baby in the crib. Mark issued a fake press release claiming that the CEO of Emulex had resigned and that they'd inflated their previous earnings report. Now, of course, everything on the internet's true. Of course. People believe it, right? Especially true. in 2000. Yeah. So the stock plummets by 60% in value. That knocks about $2.5 billion off their market capitalization. Yeah. This is the first time that financial fraud was committed via the internet. And there you go. It only took a handful of years. It only, yep. From the, now everything's from alive. From Al Gore inventing the internet to the mm -hmm. first internet uh, financial fraud. Do you happen to know what the company Emulex is? 
I don't. I feel I, like it's probably energy of some kind, but okay. I could be completely wrong. I was going to say pharmaceutical company. It could so be. It could it's be. It's probably neither. Well, there you go, Mark Jacob. I wonder if he's still in prison. Probably not. Probably not. He probably went to <laughs> one of those day camp prisons. White, white for color camp. A little bit. He's yep. grounded from the computers. <laughs> yeah, he's forbidden from the internet for the rest of his life. Yeah. Okay, well, it's something that's trending right now as we sit and as we speak. Trending. The U.S. CDC mm-hmm. reports that 94% of deaths from COVID are from patients that had underlying medical conditions. 94%. That's so, encouraging for yes. because for the bulk of America does not have <laughs> no medical conditions. Underlying medical conditions and yes. certainly a reinforcement to those that do. Be right. careful. Be careful. No. Yes. But that helps. I think it helps remove a little bit of the panicky yeah. feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Also trending okay. right now, and in fact, trending as number one Ooh. on the Goog mm-hmm. as we record this discussion. Um, there's a lot of talk about Tesla, the Elon Musk and batteries and cars and stuff, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just had a five-to-one stock split. Do you have any nope. clue what a stock split is? Not an idea. Okay. I I know what it is. I don't know if I believe the explanation fully. Okay. The explanation is that when an individual stock begins to trade at a value too high... Uh, too too many dollars per share. They feel like that reduces the public participation in investing in. Okay. And in fact, in this case, uh, I believe it was Friday of last week, it was trading around $1,800 a share. That does seem unattainable for your average yes. person who's like, I would like to purchase some stock, please, sir. Right. Uh, right. $1,800 a share is really unapproachable. So to go through a 5-1 split, the way that they list the numbers is to tell you how many shares you will receive versus how many you currently own. So for every one share that people owned, they ended up with five total shares. And they do this split. It reduces the price mm-hmm. of, the, of the stock per share, but it does not reduce the value that you hold. Oh. So in an absolute perfect mathematical model, yeah. the value per share would have opened at one-fifth of what it had closed at prior to the split. Okay. So that now, let's just easy numbers, let's say one share had been worth $1,000, now my five shares at the next market open would be worth a total of $5,000. Oh. Or, or I'm sorry, of uh, $1,000. Okay. So I've not made any money. I've not lost any money. I have, so you have like, more shares. You have like five shares that are worth $200. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't know that I buy it because truly the bulk yeah. of all activity on the exchanges, despite how many people you know that, oh, I have some individual stocks, doesn't matter. It's a tiny fraction of what goes on. The bulk of what happens on the exchanges is institutional in size. Oh, okay. All right. Meaning people that are buying millions and billions of dollars worth of of things. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm sure there's some other benefits there, probably some tax things and who knows what all else. But that is what has happened. Well, thank you for explaining that. If I would have seen that trending on the Goog, 
trends report, I would have been like that. Those are words that I recognize, but I don't know what they mean. So if you ever get a letter from whatever place where investments are, including a retirement account or whatever else, and it Mm -hmm. says stock split, you don't have to panic. Uh, You don't have to worry about it. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. All right. Well, you know what else is a thing? I do know. Rural. Rural. (laughs) The watch read. Listen, lifestyle. Yes. Well, there's some... That's really going to take off. We're just yeah. going to keep at it. It's yep. going to take off. Don't you worry. I'm going to put on a t-shirt. We could figure out how to really spell the the yeah. phonically rural. Yeah. We could do a, some merch out of that. But, we, uh, listen, we'll make it happen. Something. There is a ton to watch. Uh, so many because we're film heavy. We're film, we're film rich. Heavy. You have the, the television series, uh, The Junction Boys, if you can find it. If you can stomach it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, again, they, they paint it I'm to sure. be a very macho, celebratory mm. thing. Mm. Maybe that's also not stomachable. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So you've got The Junction Boys. You could go find Michael Moore's documentary, Roger and Me, or any a number of other Michael Moore documentaries. I suppose they're out there streaming somewhere. How about Titanic. Did, did we see Titanic in the theater together? It's quite possible. I know I saw it at least twice, and I don't feel like it was twice with you, so... Mm-hmm. Who were you dating? I had a variety of sorority sisters to accompany me to the theater to watch it numerous times. I don't, I don't recall. I know I've seen it. I just don't recall when, where, with who. What? I may have watched it by myself in the dark in the living room and cried myself to sleep. <laughs> That feels right. I do that. So, good old Leo, Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Go find that movie, Titanic, and watch it. Um, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Mm-hmm. Or the zombie apocalypse classic, Dawn of the Dead. I'm not going to watch it, but maybe you could. I I may. Okay. I'm not going to go look for it, but if it comes on... <laughs> if know. it just pops up on Netflix. Yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> We've got to fly back. He seems to like He's me. He's really obsessed with you. Apparently, I, mean, I smell like poo. You're easily obsessible, and the fly is picking up on that vibe. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Well, you could read Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone again. Again. And again. And again. Why it's, wouldn't you? There's always something about that going on. There is always something. If you get tired of it's reading... the Groundhog Potterverse. Yeah, exactly. It really is. If you get tired of reading the canon literature, you can also read some fanfic. All right, listening-wise... Well, I think plainly everyone should go listen to their lateral cut flat disc gramophone. I mean, I'm going to... We need to buy one. Okay. Just kidding. I don't really want one. Where, where would we put a That's record player a in this question, class? indeed. I would just give it to Nico. He's going to get it eventually anyway. <laughs> Just give it directly Rip to Rip the arm off and scratch the needle on people. <laughs> yes. Well, either on vinyl or on CD or on cassette or streaming on Spotify. 8-track. Eight 8-track. Eight Didn't mean to leave out the 8-track. Go listen to some songs by Gloria Estevan. Get your uh, your groove on with her. How about Spotify? That may be an easier route. <laughs> yes. Or iTunes, I would suppose. Yeah, that's true. Of course. Or Amazon Music. Does anyone actually use Amazon Music? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Okay. It is a thing that you can have access to. I I do not approve of that message. Too bad. Um, lifestyle. Lifestyle. I didn't look up all the scent notes on this, but I, and I probably should have refreshed it. They're all starting to smell the same. <laughs> this one is... This is a far more gourmand scent. This is Solstice Scents Chantilly Cream. 
Yeah, I kind of smell the creaminess of it all. It's a lemony, creaminy, creaminy. Yep, that is a word. Uh, scent. So here's the thing. As we're moving into it's September now, as we move into fall, I'm trying to use up the rest of my more summer-geared, like bright, citrusy scents. I'm trying to use those. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be focusing on more of the fall. In the fall, I like a smoky scent. I like a woodsy scent. Okay. I like a cozy scent. Let me Let me offer, if I may. I'll allow it. Don't get all sunk cost on this and feel like, I gotta use all this. We bought it. <laughs> if uh, if you'd like to transition, we are we are two people who are advancing in this world right, right now. That's right. You have permission to shelve, hey, throw away, especially if it isn't a top pick. Yes. Throw it out. And also... Here's what I tend to do with my samples. They're just like little sample bottles. I tend to hoard them yeah. and use them like miserly. Yeah. So I can just like slather it on. Yeah. Go big scent with yeah. it. Yeah. Spread it on. Yeah. <laughs> All that. One last lifestyle though. You guys, we did it. We hit 100 reviews. Yes. On Apple Podcast. I'm going to give a special shout out to my sister, Emily. Came in. For holding out and not reviewing the damn thing until number 100. <laughs> I guess I don't want to be the one. I got to go to Thanksgiving with those jerks. Thanks, Emily. I did not know Emily was listening. She's a busy lady. Lots going on. Did not know she was tuning into the awesome today. But she said she is and that she loves it. It is so great. So she was one of our final ones to get us uh, over the hump to 100. So now we got to roll out that merchandise. We are going to, but it's not over. We're, We're going to put details of this up meant to get that done today it's been a day it's been a day that will get up in the next 36 hours How about okay that? Um, the post will tell everyone that maybe isn't listening because hey we're not picky if you don't listen but you'll go review it you're welcome to participate in the drawing for every 10 for every 10 people there will be a free item okay so pretty good odds Pretty good odds. And I'm serious about the Whirl shirt. We're going to make this happen. We will make this happen, especially for our awesomes of Awesome Today. Beware of the rural. (laughs) There's so many possibilities. I'm so excited about that. (laughs) You're not weird. Don't don't you listen to the other people. You're not weird. Thank you. Okay. There is one more lifestyle. Oh, dang. I didn't even know. It's less impactful to you. Okay. Most likely. Um, this weekend, it took two attempts to get it done. This past weekend? Yes. Okay. This past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can't yet foretell the future <laughs> with great accuracy. Yeah. I try a lot, but I'm, I'm not there. I'll yep. get there uh-huh. eventually. Um, we made the bold move to transition, leaving AT&T Cellular oh, behind. Yes. And we... Married Verizon. Yes, we did. We are in a new relationship with Verizon. Yes. It's still brand new. We're going to change our Facebook status. We yeah. make it Facebook official. Yes. We, uh, <laughs> my goodness, we've had AT&T. Uh, from the very first cell phone we've ever had? I've. Well, you had to be on some school plans. Yeah. So that's not fair, but. But from the time we left, so at least 2008 forward. Yes. We've been, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And. I want to say that at no point in time in that relationship did I ever feel like they were really 
that your on needs, our side that your needs were being attended yeah. to that they knew your love language. Um, I know they, there was one time we looked to change, but for whatever reason, the the place that we lived, the actual little property that we were on, yeah, there was no reception for Verizon. Right, right, right. It's like right. a weird pocket of death. That's right. Now, speaking of no reception, we have been putting up with AT and T's bad toxic relationship dynamic for years because in our own home. We would sometimes have reception, sometimes not. So yeah. you and I both have made many phone calls either out on our front sidewalk or in yeah. the backyard <laughs> yeah. because we couldn't connect over the phone having an actual conversation with people on our cell phones. Of course, we don't have a landline because we are Gen we're X. Cool. Yeah. We're, we're pretty much we, cutting edge of all the things. Even though our kids are convinced that we're boomers, we're not. We're not boomers. We're Gen Xers. We, we let go of the landline. We have no problem with that. But it's problematic when that's your only phone and you can, you can be in your own dining room mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. or in your kitchen and not be able to carry on a phone call. Yep. So I got an iPhone 11. You did get an iPhone 11 out of this. So, you know, I'm pretty hot stuff now. We did the old uh, trickle down of the technology. So one of the kids got my old phone and... Which the other kid's phone. phone was so old that yep. we had to upgrade that one a little bit. And Meg already has the 11 Pro. So. I love the 11 Pro. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely the, the senior technology officer of this operation. Listen, without my 11 Pro, how could I take pictures of clouds and sunrises every morning It's true. on my walk and put them on Instagram? It's true. To the sheer delight of all of my followers, I oh, assure you. Oh, I am sure, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that I think is it. That's everything today. I'm aware of. I, I want to note that you did get a new 11 iPhone and you chose Sort of Awesome's colors. So Is it? Yeah, I mean, it is. Sort of Awesome mint, if you it ask is. me. Yeah. They're for the couple people still watching the videos, there's a, there's yep. a shot of it. That's right. It's all green. It is. Mint green. I like it. Yes, it's, I like uh, it too. I bet, I bet subconsciously I was impacted mm-hmm. by that. Although I've been aware of them. Maybe the phone color that I fell in love with impacted when we went through design work. Ooh, that makes sense. It's possible. Who knows? Chicken, egg, cross the road, all that. All right. In the meantime, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. The word, aplomb, means self-confidence or assurance, especially when in a demanding situation. Use the word three times in conversation, and you own it forever. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.